Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of College Kid Talking College Sports. I am your host, Korea Pounds, and I know, I'm sorry, um, I know I'm a little late. Um, actually, I was supposed to record this with my buddy on Saturday, but, you know, a lot of stuff happened, and he knows what's going on, and that's being pushed back to this coming week, but I figured, you know, I owe it to the fans and the people who do listen to this podcast, you know, give them what they've missed this past week, and, you know, just kind of give them a little update on what's going on, and, you know, I decided to be nice, because, you know, I'm a nice guy, <laughs> so um, that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing, just, you know, giving y'all a little update on what is going on in the college world. Um, we have some big news that we kind of have to get to, but um, I'm going to start off with kind of just the biggest kind of news of all. Big Ten, they're back. Um, it was about, I think, a week ago, I want to say, give or take a few days, that the Big Ten announced that starting October 23, not, not, 20, not 23, October 23rd and 24th, so pretty much the weekend right before Halloween, they are going to be coming back and starting their season. Um, it was pretty much a unanimous vote by ADs and, you know, people involved in the Big Ten. And this kind of was this was coming. I mean, the increased amount of just, not hate, but backlash, I think that's the word I want to use here. The amount of backlash that the Big Ten was receiving because they were not going to be playing was a stand was a standing, was just large, was just ridiculously humongous, the amount of backlash that they received. And Kevin Warren, who is the commissioner of the Big Ten, finally put this thing to bed and announced that they're going to be having a regular season. With matchups already being released, I'll get into that in a little bit, for their week-by-week schedule. They have confirmed as well that I believe it is an eight-game regular season, and then we would have um, one title game December 19th. Let me, so, um, let me, let me get into this. So, um, so the season ends pretty much the day before the college football playoff decision. And that's what kind of what every power five conference is trying to do here. Now you have your SEC, the ACC, and the Big, Ten, and the Big 12. They're all ending before, but now the Big 10 is starting a lot later, about a month later, and they're going to end about December 19th. They're having their championship game. I think it's going to be, we're always in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. And I think this is all they wanted to do to try and get Ohio State back into the big and right and back into the college football playoff discussion so we can contend for a national championship, even though we both know they're going to lose to Clemson. But, you know, <laughs> um, you know, to each their own, to each their own. So how the season's going to work, um, pretty much they're going to have eight games um, starting October 24th. Um, and that's pretty much just where everyone's seating will be. Um, I think there's eight games and then one game where it's either cross division or non, I'm pretty sure it's a conference only schedule. So I'm pretty sure that one game is cross division and, um, we'll see when I get into the, um, full details of the, excuse me, of the Big Ten starting October 24th, but the Big Ten is back, and to be honest with you, I mean, I was not that surprised. I kind of knew that conversations were happening or starting to happen in terms of the Big Ten coming back. This was inevitable. Um, You had increasing just support from Ohio State, uh, from Nebraska, um, and pretty much, especially Michigan, um, but now it was pretty much a unanimous vote and now it looks like four out of the five conferences are for sure playing football before the year 2020 ends 
And speaking of the last conference that's not playing, the Pac-12. Oh, I mean this 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 is a this is another drama thing. Um, so the Pac-12 was supposed to make the decision either this previous Friday, which would have been, um, I think the 18th, yes, the 18th, or the 19th, which was previously Saturday, and they were slating to have a conference-only schedule starting around Halloween, according to the Mercury News, and a lot of people were excited to hear that, especially me, because, you know, that means my job would not be in jeopardy. That means I would be able to work, and um, that vote has been pushed back. Um, the CEO conference group um, announced, uh, I think Friday, late Friday, uh, that they're going to push it into this Thursday, which is September 24th. That's when their slated vote will happen. Uh, and they're voting to whether or not to have uh, football before January 1st. So now it's not even just talking about just Halloween. It's talking about just before the new year begins. And I, I just feel like this, this is going to go in a negative direction. The only school that I've heard, um, this is a rumor, um, the, on, the only school that is pretty much leading the pushback is Stanford. So um, that's also a very interesting note to, to see. Like uh, the Cardinal uh, de Palo Alto, uh, they're the only school um, that is pretty much against having football or fall sports. While the other 11 schools are saying yes. And um, I also have heard, this is also a rumor to that, if the vote is 11 to 1 in favor of having a season, then what they would do is the 11 teams that did vote to say yes, which is pretty much every school except Stanford, they would have their own regular season. And Stanford would be essentially like kicked out, but not like kicked out, just they would not be playing football this season, which I mean, at this point, you're going to have to take it or leave it at that. I mean, if Stanford does not want to play, then they shouldn't have to play. But if the other schools want to play, you know, boost their resumes, you know, have play football this fall, then they should have the opportunity to do that. I mean, the vote is 11 to 1. They have the majority. It's just not unanimous right now. And because of the fact that it's not unanimous, that's why this vote is being pushed back. And I think that Thursday we're going to see the same result as last Friday and Saturday. So, therefore, it's looking like the Pac-12 will come back, but not all the schools will, which is also very interesting. Um, it's all dependent on what the vote is on Thursday. Um, but, I mean, this has been pretty much in the works. I mean... I go if you go back to I think literally I think a week ago today, uh, the Pac-12 were setting their target date um, for mid to late November to have football, and that was last week. And now that got pushed all the way up to like Halloween, and then now it's being before it. So it, they're always it's always just a wave of dates. Like you can you never know you never know what date. Um, the Pac-12 could start if they are going to start. Um, but a, a school that is really advocating for the Pac-12 to play is the, is the USC, uh, U University of Southern California. Um, so what happened? Um, I know it was Keaton Slovis, who is the current starting QB. I think he's going to be in his sophomore season at, um, USC, uh, him and some other teammates of his were writing to, I think, the not only the governor, um, yeah, I think it was mostly the governor, Cal Governor Newsom, who is, Gavin Newsom, excuse me, who is the gov California governor. Um, the USC football players were pretty much writing to or appealing, if you want to say it like that, to Governor Newsom to ease the public health restrictions for them to play football this fall. And, I mean, it was it was more of talking about them with the We Are United movement, you know, talking about having the safety aspect. And, um, I mean, it's, 
it it's kind of like what we saw with Justin Fields and what Ohio State is doing and what they did to bring the Big Ten back. I think that's kind of just them copying and just pasting it right there for the Pac-12 to come back. And then my good old friend, Larry Scott, you know, that guy that we love to talk about. So, I mean, it's nothing bad, but I mean... um there he has expressed um, him and others have expressed optimism about starting the competition before the end of the calendar year so that's a start but i've heard as early as halloween and i've heard as late as obviously like january the 1st so that's a wide range you have all of november and all of december to just figure it like to have like a start date and it all depends on whether or not you want to have the Pac-12 involved in the college football playoff. Because if you want the Pac-12 to be involved, you're going to have to start the season pretty much either late October or like early November. That That's your only suggestion. That's your, that, that's your only, that is your only way of having that. If you do not want to have them, I mean, those teams, I mean, and plus the Pac-12, they're not really a team that you really, you know, associate college football playoff i mean you've had your washington's and your oregon's those are pretty much the two teams but i mean really like in terms of like top teams in the top four getting to play for the natty i mean it's usually your georgia's your alabama's your clemson's lsu's florida's ohio states like those i mean oregon and utah were close last year but oregon blew it against arizona state before the regular season ended Utah blew it against Oregon in the Nash in the Pac-12 championship game, so I mean, you you really can't dispute it any other way like that. But I feel that the players obviously want to ha- try and get the national championship, so they're advocating to starting it sooner so they have a chance to get that. And I mean, um, and it's not even just the USC players um, that are supporting. Um, or appealing to Newsom. I mean, you have um, Chase Garbers, who is the uh, University of California starting QB this season. Um, uh, he's tweeting their su- his support, his support, excuse me. Um, Micah Pittman, uh, who is a wide receiver at Oregon, he's also doing. And then Jake Bentley, who is the Utah quarterback as well. So it's not it's, it's all around the Pac-12. It's not just... USC that is pretty much appealing and I mean it's not even all of the Pac-12 anymore obviously I've talked about Stanford but I mean it's it's kind of an interesting subject just because um because of just how crazy Larry Scott is and we don't know what he's going to be doing and if he decides to come back or have football in the fall then are we going to be involved in the college football playoff or is it going to be kind of this mix of fall slash winter slash spring football? So we have no idea. So, um, and speaking of the college football playoff, uh, Paul Feinbaum, who is pretty much kind of like the guy um, in terms of, you know, knowing about college football and, you know, the college football playoff and stuff like that. Uh, he was, I think, being interviewed or talking about if the Pac-12 can be involved if they start on time. And I would just watch that video uh, for anyone who it's on ESPN. Um, whoever wants to, it's a very interesting watch. Um, he talks about how um, it's all dependent on Larry Scott and if they're going to try and get the season off before um, it was on get up, excuse me. It was on get up. Uh, I think it was about a couple of days ago. Um, um, so, uh, and then Larry Scott also talked about how we would need six weeks of practice, training camp, and then potentially starting at the end of October slash early November. So that's a good sign of what is to come. And if I was the Pac-12, I would be optimistic right now, but I would not be over the moon. So that's pretty much where everything is at with the Pac-12. Um just, you know, day by day, you know, seeing what the hell is going to happen. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much that. All right. Um, this, this is the moment pretty much everyone's been waiting for. Um, Big Ten, uh, the reveal of their schedule, I think that was 
either Saturday or Sunday or, to, or yesterday. Um, they revealed their schedule that will, that will start on October 24th, um, and this is week by week. So, um, I mean, it's – I'm going to go pretty much try to go, you know, in-depth team by team. Uh, week by week matchups because I mean I did it for when the Big Ten originally had their conference um, schedule released back in August but with everything happening new things had to come up and so now um, we are in September and here's the schedule so first matchup I see for week one Nebraska and Ohio State now I feel like this is a little ironic um, just because of the fact that, I mean, I mean, just, 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 just think, I mean, Nebraska and Ohio State were pretty much the two thing, the two teams or the two schools, I should say, um, just advocating for football to come back. And I mean, these, I mean, <laughs> It's just ironic how these are the only two schools that were advocating for it, and they're playing week one. But I think Ohio State's gonna break the, just gonna break their backs in week one. I mean, I'm sorry, but Nebraska is not that good of a team. Um, I think they're still figuring out what they're doing. Scott Frost, you know, he's um, kind of new to that organization, and I mean, he's still figuring out what he wants at the QB position. And then you have Ohio state who obviously looks like a national championship contender every single damn year. Um, and then in just, especially in Justin Fields last year, uh, before he goes to the draft, who's, I mean, Justin Fields is right now is like a top five prospect overall, like number five overall in the draft. Um, yeah, Ohio state's going to break the, the Ohio state's going to whoop them. That's pretty much what I have to say. Um, also, we have Iowa. I, not, not, we have Iowa versus Purdue. We have Illinois versus Wisconsin. Minnesota, Michigan. That should be an interesting matchup. Uh, we have Maryland versus <clears throat> North Northwestern. Uh, we also have Indiana, Penn State. We have Michigan State, Rutgers, and I think that's it. Yeah, I th yeah, I think, th I think that's about it. And. Um, that's the first week. Um, I'm not going to go pretty much into too much depth about the regular season games. I'm going to give you like pretty much the highlight games. Um, we have the big game, you know, the one everybody circles on their calendar, Ohio State, Michigan. That is the last, pretty much the last week of the season, like it always is. That's that's going to be December 12th. So December 12th, circle your calendars for that game. That's going to be um, Ohio State um, hosting the university of Michigan, um, that's gonna be a good game, um, I would definitely circle that, we also have Ohio State, Michigan, um, Ohio, uh, not, not Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, uh, that is the week before that, so that's gonna be, I don't know how interesting or good, uh, Michigan State's gonna be this year, uh, but that should be a good game, also, surprisingly, Penn State versus, um, <clears throat> Penn State versus Ohio State, and that's in Happy Valley in in Pennsylvania. Ooh, that's gonna be a good game. Penn State was that Penn State was uh, set to be good this year. They're supposed to have a good season, and they got to play Ohio State early at home. I mean, that's gonna be. I mean, hope. Unfortunately, I don't think there's gonna be fans, but if there were fans, that game's going to be rowdy. That game will definitely be one thousand percent rowdy. Now. Um, Wisconsin, um, they play Iowa in the last week. Um, that should be a good game. I honestly do think that um, oh that Iowa is probably you know bottom tier of the top twenty five potentially. Uh, we have Wisconsin playing Minnesota. You know the act for the for the Paul Bunyan acts. Um, that's I think around Thanksgiving, which is November twenty eighth. I think I think that's the day after Thanksgiving. When when is Thanksgiving this year? Um, Thanksgiving, uh, for those who don't know, is obviously the last Thursday of November, and that's the 26th, so, oh, it's after Black Friday, okay, yeah, so, it's the, it's the Saturday after Black Friday, okay, yeah, it's, you, that's where usually, like, where the big games are, if the regular season, you know, was regular, <laughs> but, I mean, that's still a great, great matchup, um, uh, 
and it's I think at Wisconsin this year, so that's gonna be a good matchup. Uh, Wisconsin also has to face Michigan um, on the road in the Big House. That should be a good game. Um, honestly, with these schedules working out, I'm still saying that Wisconsin's pretty much a huge favorite in um, the. I think it's the East Division. I mean, I I don't know how um, divisions really work, um, but that's still. There's pretty still pretty much the favorite. I mean, they play Illinois at home, and then they play Nebraska on the road, Purdue at home, and then they travel to Michigan and Northwestern, and then they host Minnesota and Indiana before traveling to Iowa to finish up the regular season. And I think they have a great shot of going back to the Big Ten championship game. And on the east side, obviously, this is not – I wouldn't say this is like the – I mean, this is pretty much the better side. But, I mean, I, I – Ohio State's still pretty much looking like the favorite, um, unless we see something from Penn State or Michigan, maybe. But, I mean, you're still looking at Ohio State as the favorite. I mean, Ohio State, they played Nebraska at home. They then traveled to Penn State week two, as I already said. They they host the Rutgers, then they travel to Maryland the next week, um, and then they host Indiana, travel to Iowa, not Iowa, Illinois, um, travel to Michigan State, and then finally hosting Michigan in the game of the year, you know, the big game. Um, so pretty much my my still prediction is going to be Ohio State versus Wisconsin for the Big Ten Championship. That's pretty much how it's probably going to be. That's pretty much what it's looking like it's going to be um, because of just how dominant, like, these two are. I mean, come on now. Like, they um, – I mean – I mean, am I wrong? I mean, I could see Iowa finishing, like, I think maybe, like, second. Or maybe even, like, Minnesota finishing second in the east. And then in the in the west, it's probably going to be either Mich- Penn State or Michigan finishing second. I mean, that's for damn sure. But, yeah, that is um, – that's pretty much a quick summary of the – Big Ten schedule. If you want to look up the rest of the the rest of the matchups, you can go look that up on your own. I'm only highlighting just pretty much the main ones that are gonna happen. Just because, I mean, those are the main ones that are gonna happen. And um, I mean, do you really? I mean, do you want to hear like Indiana Purdue? Like, yeah, that's a matchup. But I mean, it it it's not really like something to really like circle about unless you're from the state of Indiana. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's what kind of have to say about that. Now we're transitioning from college football into college basketball. And now we finally have a set start date for college basketball. Um, this was announced last Wednesday that the 2020-2021 college basketball season will start the day before Thanksgiving which is November 25th this year. Um, I mean, this is going to be good. But it's also going to be interesting, to say the least. I mean, um, I mean, we're going to see what the Pac-12 is going to do because remember, they canceled all sports until January 1st. So if that includes college basketball, that means there's not going to be any uh, Pac-12 basketball, and they're a pretty strong conference. I mean, you have Oregon, uh, who was dominant last year. Um, who else was dominant? Colorado was a good team last year. Um, I mean, I'm not not to brag, but Wazoo's on the rise. Uh, USC was pretty good last year. UCLA has some good has some good talent, um, but also the, both Arizona schools are great with basketball. But the main problem is just. What does this mean for, like, the? are we having, like, those non-conference? I mean, because usually, like, around that time, it would be, you know, the the uh, the tournaments. Like, you know, the Battle for Atlantis, the Maui Invitational, you know, those tournaments. You know, just to see, like, who is not, like, an early top 25 favorite, you know, and all that stuff. But are we going to have that this I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, where is it going to be played? Like, it's interesting to see. But I don't know how it's going to work. And that's why I'm a little hesitant to be too excited about top 25 basketball kind of returning. Just because we really don't know what the hell is going to happen. Um, I mean, there's there's just been there's just been a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, 
I'm I'm happy that it's starting. Like, and this is not even just men. This is women's as well. So this is not just men's basketball starting. Women's basketball will be starting. I mean, they can start on the 25th as well. So it looks like the conferences now have to plan their schedules around the start date. And I mean, it's gonna be good. We'll see. Um, I I don't have any, you know, big. Um, aspirations right now in terms of, uh, you know, these teams, but it looks like they're going to have a tournament next year, you know, the, the March Madness tournament and also the Women's Madness tournament as well. Um, I mean, I mean, the, the season was supposed to begin on November 10th, and on November 10th, we would have the Men's Classic Champions, uh, Men's Championship Classic, you know, that like the match between like Duke and like Michigan State and then Kansas and Kentucky, like we saw those matchups before and now we would see those again. Um, but it's kinda it's kinda it's now kinda unclear what the conferences are gonna be doing, uh, especially for the first two weeks of the season. And um we'll get some more clarity once more stuff comes out, but um for now, um it's looking like we're going to have some college basketball this year. And speaking of that, um, the Maui, speaking about the Maui Invitational, um, so this year it was supposed to start, obviously, earlier, like November, like 15th, 20th, around Thanksgiving, but now they're talking about it being pushed back to November 30th, and I mean, obviously, that was expected, it's being pushed back um, to November 30th, through December 2nd, so I think that's just a little short weekend, and it's moving, funny, and it's moving from Maui to, um, I think Asheville, North Carolina, yeah, I think it's Asheville, yeah, Asheville, North Carolina, and, um, I mean, we kind of saw this coming, um, I don't think Hawaii would be a great place to have, um, a tournament like this especially with everything going on right now but i mean at least they're trying to have it unlike the battle for atlantis which is being canceled because of covid19 by the way i just i literally just read that like two minutes ago <laughs> like I'm, I'm not joking i literally just read that two minutes ago i did not even know that but uh it looks like um with the maui invitational it looks like things are still slated to happen with that um you know, the te- apparently the teams are going to remain unchanged, so I guess we're going to see um, some some of the same teams that we saw last year. You know, with um, um, who 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 God, who's that? Who's that school that you just don't really hear of? Um, it's like this Division three school that we I keep forgetting about. But uh, right now, um, the field, the expected field, is apparently going to be including uh, Alabama, Davidson, uh, Indiana. North Carolina, Providence, Stanford, Texas, and University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or UNLV. Um, so, I mean, out of that group, I would say North Carolina is pretty much the favorite. Or you could say Stanford after they got that big recruit. Or maybe even Texas. Is Texas back? I mean, we'll never know. But, um, yeah, there, there's some... There's some big names coming out of there. Yeah, there's some there's some big names coming out of that. I'm I'm kind of surprised. Um but I mean, at least they're trying to have the tournament unlike the Battle for Atlantis, which is just done. That was reported 2 days ago. Um that would have featured Duke, um um also Creighton, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Utah, West Virginia, Wichita State and Memphis. So that would have been stacked. I mean, you have Duke, Creighton, who are like top, I think top 10 this year, coming into this year. Ohio State was supposed to be good. Um, you also have Wichita State and Memphis, obviously had bounce back seasons this year. They were top, they were tournament teams. All, all that's just gone, and it's unfortunate um, because there were talks about having uh, be, having the tournament be relocated to Sioux Falls in South Dakota, but that's just not happening, and it's unfortunate. But, I mean, at least they're trying to, I mean, they're trying to be safe, obviously, with everything going on. So, I mean, it's reasonable. Um, you can't have everything in this world. Uh, but you can 
have the Big East. So a source tweeted out two, two days ago uh, from John Rothstein. Uh, he tweeted out saying, sources, the Big East is planning to keep, th- excuse me, ooh, wow, excuse me. Huh. The Big East is planning to keep things in place and play a 20-game conference schedule during the 2020-2021 season. League is still evaluating how many conference games it would play in December. Dates are TBD. So, Big East is keeping their 20-game schedule. And now with UConn now in the Big East for basketball, that's kind of big. That's kind of interesting. We're going to see um, how that plays out now because the Big East is already strong enough. I mean, you have your Villanovas. Excuse me one second. Excuse me. Wow, I don't know what's going on with me. I don't have COVID, I promise. Um, So you have your Villanovas. You have your Creightons, Seton Halls, St. John's. Now the now UConn's in there. You have Creighton, I think I already mentioned. You have Xavier. You have Butler. Like this team is, this, this conference is pretty much, if not the best, the second best conference for basketball in terms of men's and women. I, I would say men's specifically. For women's, it's the Pac-12. The Pac-12 dominates every single year but for men's basketball the big east is one of the most dominant conferences in all of basketball and right now um them saying this is huge um i think um creighton and villanova like early favorites to win the natty this year in march madness in terms of the next season so this is huge this is big information um i mean if we're talking about um teams that you know will really shine during college basketball would be some teams from that conference and um we also seen you know just some other stuff about the western coast conference you know that has like gonzaga and byu like you know like those dominant teams like so um it looks like college basketball is really gonna start maybe on time this year you know we you never know we'll see um i mean they still have to figure out all the logistics about it, you know, um, you know, in terms of just, um, you know, finding out, um, who they're playing, um, where they're playing, you know, that's, that's all the conference work. But for now, November 25th is the set date for when men's and women's basketball, college basketball can start for their 2020 slash 2021 regular season. And that's the day before Thanksgiving. So, I mean, it is September 21st right now, so I guess the countdown is on then. <laughs> um, now, talking a little more about um, the 2021-2021 season, season for college basketball. Pretty much, they're talking about the... Sh- um, we're going to get into the framework of it, talking about, you know, just how it will look, um, what the regular season will look like. Um, and this was, this was before the vote. So, obviously, this was before, obviously... Um, they voted to have the season, but um, uh, now they're talking about how it will look, and I honestly think it's going to be interesting on how it just looks. Um, the, obviously, I talked about the Pac-12. Um, that's just that's just up to the Pac-12. I mean, now in order to play, it's up to the conferences, it's not up to the. It's not up to Emmert. Emmert already made his decision. Now it's up to you. Have your Warrens. You have your um, God, what's the what's the ACC commission? I forgot. And then you have your Pac-12 with Scott. Like it's up to them. Now it's up to them to determine whether or not they're going to play and whether or not they're going to have um either conference or non-conference or whatever it's going to be. And that is pretty much expected. I mean that that that's what happened. Um, in March for March Madness, just everything happening at the same time with everything canceling. It was not up to Emmert. It was up to the commissioners, and they did not want to. But in the end, I mean, it was safer for the players not to play, especially in the middle of a pandemic. So um, I would read this article um, if you want to get a little more clearance. Obviously, I already kind of provided it because the vote already happened, and this was, this article was released, I think, the day before the vote happened. So, I mean, it kind of just pretty much... Um, uh, you know, sets up, you know, the regular season at, at what, uh, what at a glance talking about what it could look like, but I pretty much already explained what's going to happen. Um, with, in terms of the tournaments, like, you know, like the Madeley Invitational and the battle for Atlantis and stuff like that. Um, but 
uh, also, um, not many people noticed, but I remember hearing about how I think starting on January 1st, that is when recruiting can start for the next season. So recruitment would have would have to wait a little bit after the season starts just because everything's being pushed back. So recruiting would have to start a little later in terms of that. Um, yeah, pretty much um, that's what it is. That's what it's going to look like. That's how college basketball is probably going to be set up this year. Um, um well, I mean, next week I'll probably try and get to some bracketology if they have it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, some early, early bracketology. Um, that'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, who uh, Lenardi and, you know, all the big uh, bracketology guys are looking at right now in terms of just, you know, recruiting. Because none of these guys have played a single second of basketball for their schools yet. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to see. Uh, what, what that's going to look like. Um, going back into a little bit of college football, um, Governor Gretchen Whitmer um, said, uh, this is about Big Ten football uh, coming back. Uh, she said that players can, uh, can wear face shields and they are open to potentially changing uh, the order of, you know, just wearing instead of wearing masks. Um, and this is the Michigan governor, by the way. So this would affect Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, uh, so now they don't have to wear, you know, the, those face masks. But a face shield would be preferable. So this was back, uh, I think, last Thursday. She said, and I quote, that uh, her requirement that athletes wear masks also applies to the Big Ten uh, for Michigan, which is Michigan and Michigan State. But a face shield would suffice. For players and the administration is open to potentially changing the order, so they are open to wearing face masks, but also face. Well, they have to wear face masks, but face shields are also optional. But it's up to um, the administration to see which one they prioritize more. And I thought that was you know something you know will something you know to connect whatever is happening in our world to you know football. And I feel like wearing a mask should be you know a mandate. I feel like people should really take that seriously, you know, wearing masks, you know, reducing the rate of you potentially transmitting the virus to someone else or someone transmitting the virus to you. And, you know, there's just a risk of that. And so wearing the mask um, would definitely suffice and would definitely help as well. And I, I agree with that. Um, after, uh, you know, actually, I'm going to skip that because um, it's just a little something. Um, just I'm just going to recap uh, what happened this week for college for college football? Uh, so we had some good games on Saturday. Uh, Tulsa versus Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State won sixteen to seven. It was a very close game, uh, low scoring game throughout pretty much the first half. Um, actually, the whole game as well. Um, I I think it was like I was I think it was both of their first games of the season. You know, working out the kinks um, on offense as well. But the defense was clicking. Um, they they act Chuba Hubbard was only limited to 30, like, uh, to 93 yards. I mean, but he had a lot of carries, 27 carries. So he was getting a lot of, uh, time, you know, holding the ball. Um, <clears throat> but for Tulsa, this is their first loss of the season. Obviously this was their, this was Oklahoma state's one non-conference game. Cause Tulsa, you know, they're in the American conference and then Oklahoma state in the big 12, uh, Oklahoma state, they did barely survive though. It was not like, it was the it was the it was the Oklahoma State of last year, and uh, I gotta say it was not pretty. It was not a pretty sight to see. Um, Cincinnati they whooped Austin P fifty five to twenty. Uh, that was pretty much expected. Louisiana this was a good one. Louisiana survived against Georgia State in overtime after a game winning TD to put them over the edge. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, they beat Syracuse twenty one to ten. That was a really close game. Uh, Notre Dame just w beat the brakes off of. Uh, University of South Florida, 52-0. Uh, the U UCF-Georgia Tech game was close, and then UCF ran away with it, 149-21. Uh, first upset of the day came became went to the Marshall Herd. Uh, they upset the 23-spot Appalachian State, 17-7, uh, in their home game. And Appalachian State, they just looked stale on offense. They just couldn't do anything. 
I was watching that whole game. The defense, the defense of the herd was just really limiting their ability to, you know, run the ball or potentially have those play action throws that they love to do at Appalachian State. So it was looking really bad for them right now. Um, but it was the first loss of the season. I think they'll come back in the top 25. Um, and I'll talk about the top 25 rankings for this week later. Uh, Clemson beat the Bricks out of the Citadel. In the game of the day, pretty much, and the last game, uh, top 25 game, I should say, uh, the University of Miami beat Louisville 47-34. And uh, what was the game of the day? And now talking about the rankings for this week, they were released uh, early yesterday morning. And they are as follows. So this is from 1 to 25. So number one, we have Clemson, pretty much unanimous number one overall. Uh, number two, we have Alabama. Number three, we have Oklahoma. Four is Georgia. Five is Florida. Six is LSU. Seven is Notre Dame. Eight is Auburn. And tied for eight is the University of Texas. And then we have 10 as Texas A&M. So pretty much your top 25 has not really changed that much. Except for um, Texas, you know, now sneaking up to that eight position. So now they're tied with Auburn. And now we have number 11 as UNC, which is North Carolina. 12 as Miami. 13 as UCF. 14 as Cincinnati. 15 as Oklahoma State. 16 as Tennessee. 17 as Memphis. 18 is BYU. Climbed three spots. 19 is... uh. Uh, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Uh, we have 20 as Virginia Tech. 21 is Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh. Um, number 22 is Army. Number 23 is Kentucky. Number 24 is Louisville, who somehow is on the top 25 after taking that beating at home. And finally, rounding off the top 25, we have the Marshall Herd. This is their first 20. This is their first top 25 appearance since 2014 congratulations to the marshall herd big win on the at home against appalachian state entering the top 25 for the first time in a while so congratulations to that school uh and then your top four as in other receiving votes you had baylor uh west virginia smu and tcu so pretty much just dominated with the big 12 there uh this week we have some big matchups this week because the sec is finally starting their season. That's right. We are in week four. I don't know how we all got all the way to week four, but we are now entering week four of the college football season, and we have some good matchups this week. We have K-State versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma's already like a 30-point favorite, so I think Oklahoma should win. And Spencer Rattler looked great in his debut as a Sooner. Uh, we have Florida versus Ole Miss. Florida is a 15-point favorite. It's at Ole Miss, but this is... You know, anything could happen. Florida is, you know, a big favorite to win the SEC East along with Georgia. Um, we also have Notre Dame versus Wake Forest. Uh, I think Notre Dame would should win, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, obviously a blowout. I think it's going to be competitive and close. Uh, we have Kentucky versus Auburn. That game is going to be very close. You know, top 25 matchup. That's one, that's one of the top 25 matchups we do have this week. Auburn number eight in the country. Kentucky number 23. So we're going to see how that goes. Uh, I think... Georgia, uh, not Georgia, I think Auburn will win this game, not convincingly, but I think it's going to be, you know, I think a two-score game, uh, we also have UCF versus East Carolina, I think that's a one-sided game, um, UCF's already a 27-point favorite, so yeah, they looked great against Georgia Tech, uh, we have Georgia Southern versus Louisiana, uh, Louisiana's a 14-point favorite, but I mean, they almost lost to Georgia State last week, so I mean, I wouldn't count anything with Louisiana right now. Uh, we also have Louisville and Pittsburgh. We have that is our second top twenty-five matchup of the week: Louisville versus Pitt. Uh, Pitt undefeated. Pitt is a three-point favorite. Uh, they have Pickett at, and they have their quarterback Pickett, and they're at home. So, uh, I mean, Pitt should win this game. I mean, it's a close game. It's at home. And then we have Mississippi State versus LSU. Mike Leach making his debut as the coach of Mississippi State against LSU, the defending champs. Coach O, you know, that uh, that just explosive offense. We're going to see what it looks like without all the offensive weapons. Also on the defensive side as well. They lost Patrick Queen, you know, some other big names out there. So, and plus a lot of people have opted out for LSU. So, this is going to be an interesting game to watch. I would definitely circle this game as an interesting game of the day. Um, that is at 1230 um, 
Pacific time, so that'd be 3.30 Eastern Standard Time on CBS. Uh, LSU is currently a seven, about a 16-point favorite, but, you know, that could change in any second. But I would circle this game just to, you know, see what Mississippi State is coming with. And also KJ Costello, you know, the transfer who was going to come up to Wazoo before Mike Leach transferred to Mississippi State because he wanted to connect with Mike Leach. And now KJ Costello is now looking to be the quarterback at Mississippi State, you know, at SEC. So that's going to be interesting to see. And that's on the road. So, oh boy, that's going to be a good game. Man, this Saturday. Woo-wee. Um, we also have Texas versus Texas Tech. I don't expect anything too big. Uh, Texas Tech is, you know, not in a... I think they're more of a basketball school right now. Um, and plus, t- right now, quote-unquote, Texas is back. Um, so, and Texas is already a 17-point favorite. So, I mean, I would agree with that. I think Texas is going to win this game. Uh, we also have Army versus Cincinnati, our third top 25 matchup of the week, Army and Cincinnati. That should be a great game. I would circle that game if you want to really just see, like, the Army, you know, just run down your throats versus the elusive Cincinnati offense. I think it's going to be closer than I think. Cincinnati is apparently a 14-point favorite. I think it's going to be a three-point game, if you really ask me. Uh, then we also have West Virginia and Oklahoma State. Uh, yeah. Oklahoma State's about a nine-point favorite. I agree with that. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't put too high hopes on Oklahoma State right now, but I think they need to work out their kinks. You know, that was their first game of the year, and now this is their second game of the year against West Virginia, so I think they're going to, you know, work it out and move on from that. We also have Georgia versus Arkansas. Uh, Georgia's about a 27-point favorite. They're going to blow them out of the water. Alabama versus Missouri. Alabama's a 27-point favorite. They're going to blow them out of the water. We also have Vanderbilt versus Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a 31-point favorite. They're going to blow them out of the water. The prime time game of the day, uh, this is where game day is going. They're going to the U, uh, University of Miami, who is number 12 in the country versus Florida State. That should be an interesting game, but Florida State, you know, they did kind of lose their first game of the season, and they did not look that good. Um, so uh, Miami's already 11-point favorite. I think it's about to be a, a two-possession game. Sorry to my, to my Florida State guy out there. You know who you are. Uh, I don't, I, I just don't think y'all are going to win. I really don't think y'all are going to win this game. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, the way Miami's looking right now, um, if they just keep focusing on the next week and the week after and the week after, who knows where they could end up. I personally did not have them ending up this well, but I mean, you never know. And then, uh, to round out the day, we have Tennessee versus South Carolina. Uh, Tennessee is only a three point favorite. And honestly, I kind of agree with that. I mean, South Carolina, you know, they're going to come back in, you know, with a little chip on the shoulder, you know, with Ryan Holinsky, who is their starting QB. I think he's going to be in his either sophomore or junior season. I think sophomore season. Yeah, second season. Um, And, you know, it's at South Carolina, so, you know, it's a home game for them. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, We also have NC State versus Virginia Tech versus Virginia Tech's finally their first game of the season. They were supposed to play last week, but unfortunately due to, you know, this pandemic they could not play and virginia tech opens up as a seven point favorite and uh you know it's gonna be interesting to see uh nc state you know they're they're you know about mid-pack mid-level team you know they'll go like seven five eight and four in a regular year and uh yeah i can i can kind of see them you know win this game maybe it's gonna be close though and then finally the last game of the day is troy versus byu and byu opens up as a 14 point favorite and to be honest with you, that game's going to be close as well. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I saw a little bit of University of Troy, no, Troy University last week, and they looked, they looked pretty good. And, I mean, I, I didn't get, unfortunately, I didn't get to see BYU against the Navy, but, I mean, damn, they beat the brakes off of Navy. <laughs> so, I mean, that should be interesting to see. Uh, and those are your top 25 matchups of this coming week. All of these are on Saturday. Um,. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much about to be, that's gonna, that's gonna be it for me, um, of this week of College Kid Talking College Sports. I know I promised that I'm bringing my friend on last Friday, we're bringing him on this weekend, we're gonna be talking, we're gonna be switching it up a little bit, instead of talking strictly about college, we're gonna be talking about some NFL stuff, you know, MOB, NBA, stuff like that, um, unfortunately, just because, you know, I mean, I mean, I want to switch it up, you know, sometimes, and that's what we're going to do, uh, and so peep that, that's coming out, I think, either Friday or Saturday, one of the, I think, preferably Saturday, I think we're going to go for, we're going to shoot for Saturday, so look out for that, and also, um, just, if you have anything to, 
add or if you want me to talk about anything, any guests you want me to find, let me know. Uh, I love talking about college sports. I love talking about college football and college basketball. I know. Um, oh, my God. I can we forgot. There's one more thing. There was one more thing I almost forgot about. Thank, thank God my brain came in clutch right there. Men's water polo is happening, ladies and gentlemen. So, they, they announced this, I think this was Wednesday. I found this late at night on Wednesday. The NCAA Division One Council approves that men's water polo will have a championship for next year. So, men's water polo is being pushed back to March 20, 20th and 21st of 2021. So, the, the way it's looking like it right now is the finals will be on March 20th and 21st with a six-team bracket. All six teams will be automatic qualifiers. And then the regular season will be from January 16th to March 13th. So for all my water polo guys out there, you're being pushed back until January. And I kind of saw this coming. I just didn't really think, I I honestly just did not think it was going to happen in 2020. But I'm glad to hear that it's happening next year. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. Um in, in, ter- in terms of, like, the top schools that are playing, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, this has been, um, your episode of College Good Talking College Sports, um, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and as of today, I have found it on Apple Music, on, on Apple, not on Apple, oh my god, what am I talking about, Amazon Music, Amazon Music has finally let us be on their streaming platform. You can just simply look it up. I posted an Instagram post about it on my Instagram at collegekid underscore college sports. And all you simply do is log in with your Amazon account if you have an Amazon Prime account or a regular account. And you search the music, you go to find, and you just look up the, you just look it up and it's just collegekid.collegesports the way it is on the on my um uh, on my Instagram or on my other podcast streaming sites like spe- like streaming sites like Spotify and Apple Music and you just click on whatever episode you want to hear so we are also on Amazon Music so we have three platforms Spotify Apple Podcasts and Apple Music slash uh, why am I talking about Apple Music again um I don't know why I keep talking about Apple Music I think I'm hungry I think I need some apples <laughs> but Spotify Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music those are your three. Wherever you want to hear from, that's where we'll be at. I'll see you guys next episode, probably Saturday, for another episode of College Kid Talking College Sports. This has been your host, Korea Pounds, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace out, guys.